You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, speaking as a follically challenged person, I, I'm looking at this movie as a, you know, a, a cautionary tale. And someone who's been losing their hair for a long time, and it's, you know, very thinning. And, and I watch a movie like this, and then I, I remember, like, there are moments in my life where I, I wish I had more, you know, lustrous and fuller and thicker hair on my, the top of my head. And, and then I watch something like this, and then... I'm like, oh, wait, it might kill people and eat people and take over my life. That's bad hair. And today we're going to be discussing the new film by Justin Simeons, who uh, directed, got a big hit out of uh, Dear White People a few years back. And um, we're going to be discussing it, the new horror film um, that's going to be released on Hulu um, on October 23rd. And uh, my name is Wright, and today I have with me a great group of people discuss this movie. I have Jordan. Why, hello. And I have Adrian. Hello, hello. And of course I have Davey. How are you? I'm doing well. I have that luscious hair, and honestly, the people that I've murdered don't seem to mind it. Oh, that's good. See, yeah. there is some positivity out of uh, out of watching this movie, and they're like, you I know mean, what? If anything... They're in their last moments. They they look at you as they gasp for air, and they think, "Man, you look good." Right? Everyone's hair looks great in the movie. Yeah, so I don't really see the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, wig game on point. I mean, shit. Yeah, this movie's <laughs> very unrealistic in that it tries to present getting extensions that murder people is a bad thing as opposed to just taking care of your hair and making yourself look nice. I'm very vain. I I, I kept looking at myself and, and thinking about like, you know what? It is kind of worth the risk to have really nice hair like that. Um, so <laughs> bad hair is uh, the new horror film that um, it's about uh, a young, young woman. Uh, her name is Anna played by uh Ellie uh, Lorraine, and she is. It, she basically works like at a you know a MTV for the most part, and uh, she's trying to to move up in this uh, this world of you know production, putting on uh, you know music station videos, and uh, there's like a couple of different uh, television shows on uh, the air that she's trying to work for, and she's trying to move her way up, but she's just getting knocked down. Um, you know, piece by piece. And uh, there, there is like a great like opening sequence that kind of shows that her uh, that hair is very important. And there's a there's a lot of like subtext to this movie that I think all of us uh, can try to talk about um, to explain this. But it's about her 
having a, an opportunity, let's say, to um, show up and and try to do a little bit better with a new boss that's played by Vanessa Williams um, that tells her like maybe she should uh, you know dress for more of the the role or the opportunity that opportunity that she wants and she goes to this really bougie uh, hairstylist uh, salon and she gets a new uh, extensions basically and really kind of a grotesque moment too of just like how they're like sewing it into her scalp itself and then this hair takes on a life of its of itself and takes over her and then she's basically climbing the ladder it's a you know, a, a horror satire of sorts and uh, kind of a little bit like American Psycho every now and then. But um, it has a lot of more, uh, you know, interesting topics in regards to like uh, African-Americans who are going through that, that, that time period and then like what like they were going through and definitely how they were being portrayed like on television and, you know, just being like James Vanderbeek is like one of the bosses uh, at the, the, the television station that's like kind of keeping everyone down. But anyway, enough about like the more the surface level plot. Uh, I wanted to hear from uh, Adrian. What, what did you think about bad hair? Well, we've been saying, well, you guys have been saying uh, extensions. What it is is actually a weave. And I mentioned that because I know Twitter has been going off about the Killer Weave movie. And to a certain point, this is that. Uh, this is a horror comedy for sure. But it is a horror comedy directed and written by Justin Simeon. And if you've seen Dear White People, you kind of get to know what type of movie he's going to make regardless of the genre. Because this has a lot of subtext. Um, and I, I don't know. I... I I kind of really liked it. <laughs> really? I think uh, I think somebody mentioned that they didn't really dig it. I think maybe uh, a couple people in the chat said they weren't a big fan, <laughs> but this worked for me pretty well. And I think a part of that is um, a really good, a really good and charming performance by uh, Elle Lorraine, who yeah, I know she's been in stuff like Insecure, and she's actually in the Dear White People series on Netflix. Um, I'm not too familiar with her, and seeing her in this, I thought she was a fantastic lead. Um, we also get some, man, the the slimiest Jay Farrow performance I've ever seen that I didn't think he could do that kind of character. So it's kind of cool seeing him in here and as such a piece of shit. And even uh, Vanessa... Um, Williams. Yeah, William, yeah. Vanessa Williams in this... It's a little bit kind of like her role in Ugly Betty, but I think she works pretty well here, too. The only thing, I don't really have a problem with it, but I don't think it's that scary. Not until the last, maybe, fourth of it, yeah, where it starts to do stuff visually that... I thought was pretty frightening. It seems like it borrows a lot from uh, Japanese horror movies, especially with like the hair type ghost that yeah. you see in those movies. Yeah. That's not what's going on in this movie. Uh, you have to figure out what that is by yourself. Um, but it has a lot of really good imagery near the end. My, I guess my only complaint really is that I wish it had it more of that throughout the film. Cause it has a couple digital effects that not the best. I don't know. <laughs> we we saw a early screening of it, 
and it was an hour and 42 minutes and i see on imdb that it's listed as an hour 55 so i'm not sure if this is a different product than what we're gonna see on hulu but uh hopefully they fix up some of those effects yeah it's it's interesting how like the my, my biggest problem was more of like the tone because it I couldn't tell if it was trying to be a horror film at times and then if or if it was trying to be a comedy. Now, I understand there's obviously a lot of horror comedies that are out there. Yeah. But the the tone seemed really all over the place because it would switch the the focus like almost every other scene and then towards the end it feels like that they just finally realize like, "Oh yeah, this is a horror movie. I guess we got to like kind of go all out for it." And I'm like, "Oh, I, okay. I see what the horror comedy aspects are going for. I I'm kind of in the opposite of Adrian. I really did like this movie, but it's much better at the horror than it is the comedy. And I loved Dear White People. I absolutely that yeah. was one of my top ten films of that year. I also really enjoyed the Netflix show. But here, I mean, yeah, there were some good bits of comedy, but it really didn't get quite consistently funny for me up until like the last part of it especially with lena whitey yeah uh, <laughs> yeah oh yeah i, I was uh, i'm always happy to see her in anything e uh even this uh small supporting role here yeah D davy what did you think about this get ready guys because it's another episode of everyone's favorite show davy gets to be an asshole here comes the <laughs> racist i knew it <laughs> no shit ah I, it, much like Jordan, I really, I really love uh, the Dear White People movie, and the show's also real good. So I was super excited for this, and I do not think it works as a horror film. I don't think it works as a comedy. I think it works as like a really interesting piece of like cultural criticism and socioeconomic criticism. It taught me little pieces and things about stuff that I don't know and that is super valuable and really good but as a movie I found none of it scary and none of it funny um I agree that the performances for the most part are really solid Ella Rain killing it Jay Farrow killing it Vanessa Williams killing it Lena Waithe I do not like her I've never found her a particularly good actress outside of that one Master of None episode um but there, I just did not gel with this movie. I like all of the ideas, and I like a lot of the characters. Yeah. But it feels like it is so, like you were saying, right, it is so tonally disjointed and kind of all over the place that I never really could settle into a rhythm with it. Like, you look at, and it's kind of a hack comparison because, oh, a horror comedy that also is about and by black people like it, there's obviously the hack get out comparison but thinking about that film that is so clearly a satire above everything else that it is doing and i feel like that's where a lot of that film's power comes from is being so focused and using the other elements to kind of bolster its main ideas here it just kind of bounces back and forth with really no with no guiding hand i would say which sucks because dear white people the movie is such was such a strong and confident debut that 
for Simeon to six years later make this film is like, did you forget how to structure a story? Did you forget how to be, like, provocative? I disagree about I thought the story was very well structured. I mean, yeah, I do like the commentary that's here, you know, the social economic, you know, sort of, and... Uh, you know, just all about the culture. I just didn't think the satire this time around was quite was quite as biting as it yeah. was with Dear White People. But I honestly thought, wow, just Simon actually is a pretty damn decent horror director. Again, I thought the horror here honestly really worked. The camera work was was exceptional, and part of the part of the reason I think the horror really works is because of Elle Lorraine because. When she is just absolutely batshit, pants-shitting, terrified, that actually comes across perfectly. And her her reactive acting is, it is honestly masterful to me. I really enjoyed her a lot. And yeah, Jay wow. Farrell's a great yeah. scumbag. And I, even, and I also uh, really like Laverne Cox and Michelle Hurd. But... The move, yeah. but, but the star of the movie to me is Vanessa Williams as Zora. Just, j- just her energy and how she can kind of be like this cartoonish character, but also still fit somehow into this real world reality. Yeah, it, it is really good. I, I, I again, uh, I, I think the horror here actually works. It's not. Something on, say, like, the level of recent stuff, like uh, The Lighthouse or Hereditary. But I think it actually really works well, because there were a couple moments where I, where I was just grimacing a bit. It's like, ooh. I, I, I would honestly, uh, not to diminish anything that you, Jordan, or, or Adrian are saying about the movie, but... I, I'm definitely leaning more towards what Davey's talking about. Is that guy? Like yeah. Join me on the garbage island. No, well, look, oh, hold on. Well, don't drag me down with where the hell you're going. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Down to racist pirate island. <laughs> no, we are misguided pirate island. Racist pirate island is over there. Well, <laughs> let's just say it's not scary. It's not. No. I, I would say it's a very, like, PG-13 kind of scary, if anything, but I understand, like, the social commentary that's going into it that's trying to drive the horror, and it just doesn't land very well because there are so many moments, and we don't want to get into spoilers or anything, but there's a few moments that seem cartoonish. I mean, the whole thing is, like, ridiculous because it's about a, you know, a hair a piece of hair that's trying to kill people and eat people and blah, blah, blah. But there's even a few moments where in the world itself is, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I caught myself rolling my eyes a few times and that's never a good sign. And I, I just was being, I was taken out of the movie which really blows because I, I do like a lot of the performances in the movie. I think the, the, again, we, we could speak, you know, probably another hour or so on just Ella Rain's performance because I think she was really good in it. I just don't think the material added a whole lot to it. I would like to kind of bring up something that I feel like we should mention. And that's, I I, want to start by saying that I myself am Mexican with the horrendous curse of white skin. And my fellow critics on this review, I believe they are white too, at least to my knowledge. 
Um, White is all hell, and I'm sorry. And I I bring that up because I truly feel that there is subtext in here, and there are references, and there are things that are not meant for us. This definitely uh, should appeal to a black audience, and for good reasons too. I mean, the the, the whole thing is about a killer weave. We were we're at this time where black people are like really embracing natural hair and not trying to hide it and this kind of gives a twilight zone type message of like well what if you're supposed to hide what if you shouldn't get a weave because it's it's actually evil and i i feel like i feel like an audience is really gonna enjoy that this this is something that yeah maybe it's not the scariest but i also feel like we may be missing out on something and we we're supposed to be missing out on something there's there's definitely elements of this uh that are for a black audience that i'm looking forward to seeing what they have to say about this i'm looking forward to all of how twitter is going to react to this movie and i and i would agree in a lot of ways actually but here here's my main okay i I don't want to get again i don't want to get into spoilers or anything but here's my biggest concern and what my gripe about this is is I, I love horror movies and I love like iconic monsters. I think the, the, how do I say this? The, the way that they built the quote unquote monster in this, the killer weave, let's say, I, I think it's kind of inconsistent and it, it, it's just not the, the greatest thing in the world to be like that scared about. And it, again, we, we could talk about this off mic, but there, there's a particular moment in the movie where I think it just, it, goes against the rules of what the weave is supposed to be doing and that bothered me where I, I was more into like this vampiric kind of uh, you know entity about it and uh, and then it becomes like you know part you know John Carpenter's the thing to uh, you know anaconda it just it kind of goes all over the place where I'm just like well it's it doesn't really add up to a lot of it I didn't know I don't think they knew exactly how they wanted to structure the monster itself. Well, here's the thing. I actually really like when we get to see the weave go wild. Uh, I, I think particularly the first time. I, I, I think it's, you know, that's the best example. I, I It mm-hmm. really does. Uh, it's impressive, honestly, since, uh, you know, you, you know, we're mostly di- dealing with some digital effects and, Fuck, you're dealing with hair, so it's like, oh, great, that's transparent. So, you know, <laughs> hey, props to the special effects team. You done good. You deserve a bonus. And, I mean, yeah, it does look goofy at other parts. It it does. It is inconsistent in terms of its presentation and how frightening it can be. But I, st- but I-, I thought, personally, it was at least an effective monster. Well, here, let's let's go into final thoughts then. Um, Davey, why don't you lead the way because we already know where the hell you're going and you might as well just start getting there. <laughs> and I'm going straight to hell or getting canceled on Twitter, whichever one comes first. Um, Adrian Adrian is right, honestly, and I... I know. I, oh, fuck <laughs> off. I'm complimenting you, jackass. Hey, I, this is not going to get you out of going to hell just to say that he's right. So just to let you know. <laughs> no, but I, I, I have a point. I have a point for it. I hope that I, I hope that 
you are really right and that I am completely missing it. I hope that this is something that I just am, that it's literally designed for someone so not like me that it has value and power outside of whatever the fuck I think. Because at the end of the day, who cares? I'm just one person. And while while that feeling is very strong, at the end of the day, seeing it as a horror or as a comedy, I still don't think it works. I think as a film that has a lot of things to say, absolutely, there is value here and there are people that are going to love this movie. And hell yeah, good. This movie isn't terrible. I don't hate it. But... There's nothing about it as someone who watches a lot of horror comedies, especially, to really sink your teeth into. Like, like you get, like you know, Little Shop of Horrors. That's this. That's this movie, and that's okay. But you have to have stuff to replace the singing and the giant man-eating plant. And I don't think that it did a good enough job at replacing those things with something else that really got to me as a horror comedy film. I think Justin Simeon has so much on his mind that it's almost crushing him. I think Dear White People is fantastic, and I am still going to line up and see whatever he does next, because if this is what his bad movies will look like, then that is fantastic, because at least that means that it is saying something and that hopefully I'm just missing out, and the problem is me and not the film. That said, I am going to give this 5 out of 10 circles of hell that I will be dropped into. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I might meet you there soon, but who's definitely not going to meet you there soon uh, is Jordan. Jordan, what are your final thoughts? I think... Uh, it, it, it is a bit of an unbalanced film. This is essentially a horror comedy where I think the horror is what wins out, not the comedy, since the best horror comedies have that, you know, that's just that perfect blend. That said, this movie is filled with an absolute stat cast. We didn't even get to Kelly Rowland or Usher, that, you know, who have big parts in this movie, and... Uh, it's well acted. I really did like it. I thought the horror was especially well done. I mean, I did want. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it was. I was expecting some, you know, some sad satirical zingers, you know, and such, you know, along the line of dear white people. And but I still really think this movie works in a lot of ways. It works more than it doesn't for me personally. Elle Lorraine, I I really haven't seen her in anything, so. Uh, I am, uh, except, ma- yeah, maybe the Dear White People TV show, but it's been a while since I've watched it, uh, and I'm excited to see more, more of her. I think this movie could be better, but that's just me. Uh, I, I, I can definitely recommend this. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten conditioners. <laughs> Filled with pig's blood, I'm assuming, right? I'm not telling you. (laughs) Adrian, your final thoughts, please. One of my favorite horror anthologies is Tales from the Hood. And I truly feel that this felt like a segment of Tales from the Hood that was extended to feature length. 
and I'm all for that. I I thought this was actually pretty funny. Um, the subtext is there, but it's not that hard to grasp. Uh, but this character, this definitely has its audience, just like Dear White People did. And I do truly think that this works on a lot of levels. It, my complaints, if any, are pretty minuscule. I, I'm not a big fan of the digital effects. I thought some of the scares were kind of silly up until the end. And that's kind of about it. I really dug this. I was really entertained. And one thing we didn't mention, this takes place in the 80s. And they have two songs that are like fake R&B songs from the 80s <laughs> and they're so goddamn good <laughs> yeah that i was I, I i'm looking forward to hearing the soundtrack if it comes out um i think this is gonna have a i think this is gonna be really fun to have a zoom watch party with and i truly can't wait to see all the gifts and memes that come from this uh, I, I was I was thoroughly entertained, and I look forward to more work from Justin Simeon. I'm going to give this a very positive and non-racist, like the rest of you, <laughs> four out of five. So I uh, I didn't really care for this in the end. I, I think from a, um, a filmmaking standpoint, I, I my gut reaction is that Justin Simeon's um, – bit off more than he can chew in regards to the genre that he was wanting to go into the the satire is there but it's a little bit more it's very blatant so like you're saying adrian it's not hard to get like you get it you get the subtext and you get what they're talking about and i wanted the the thing is i i didn't hate it i just wanted more out of each scene that they weren't like really giving me and and that's the thing is that I do have a lot of hope for the movie after this is released. And I do have, I, I can't wait to see what else he does next after, uh, after this, but it seems like every other scene or so, I, I just wanted a little bit more other. I wanted a little bit more of the, the satire and the comedy or I wanted to, or the, the biting satire and, or I wanted a little bit more of the, the horror and it, and definitely on the horror side, it just seemed like he just wasn't going that extra step to make it un, even more unnerving and more uncomfortable, which is what I, I think a lot of good horror does is make you extremely unsettled. And I, I just didn't really feel that way. But again, even to Adrian's point from earlier, maybe this is not for me. I am a very white male, which I, that's a bad thing to say, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to stop. And uh, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I, I'll meet you there uh, a little sooner than I thought, Davey. Um, and hey. <laughs> but, uh, I, I do think a lot of the performances are great. I really like uh, Vanessa Williams also a very, uh, like not cameo, but you know, like he's in a few scenes. Blair Underwood is fantastic in it as well. And, uh, and James Vanderbeek, you know, kind of this like menacing background. I was actually mentioning this to uh, a couple of people earlier after I saw this, like, I think James Vanderbeek is going to put himself in this really interesting, like character actor, like role that he's going to put himself into later like now in his career and i really can't wait to see where he like takes himself as well but uh, i have a lot of hope for uh l lorraine I, I think she is a great actress and i can't wait to see what she's going to do next as well but in the end didn't really care for it didn't really uh you know stick the landing for me um so i'm going to give this uh five out of ten hairs that i have on my head probably right now 
Now let's talk about the true thing about this movie. How even with Grey all up on him, Blair Underwood is still goddamn handsome. How old is he? <laughs> He's 56, which I cannot 56? believe. That's insane. I thought he, he must have... I thought he was older, and he looks amazing. Although, whatever paint they use for his gray hair, not convincing. I'll, you know, <laughs> spend, f- spend five more dollars. 